listening to the Move Swiftly podcast. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. To my regular listeners, today's topic, I want to talk to you guys about the importance and the, the need, why you have to, the need, the one, this is an absolute need I'm giving. There's no way around this, all right? You need to outsource a hiring system. Do not try to hire people in-house. Do not just try to hire people in-house. Get a system in place. Get some outside objective views and say, this is the person I deal with when it comes to a hiring system, how I hire employees. Because, because the point and the need, the thing that kills most business, the death of business is when you put your business in people's hands. When you put your business in more, more let me say that a little more clearer. When you put your business in some selfish assholes hands and allow that person to represent the company that you have worked so very hard to build, the thing that you've worked so very hard to do, you put that idea, you put that vision into some selfish assholes hands. I'm I'm, I'm purposely calling this person a selfish asshole because that's what, they may not be assholes, but they're definitely selfish. Most likely, more often than not, people go and they take a job because that job can pay them a certain amount of money, and they don't very rarely, in fact, probably never, very rarely does that person take that money and reinvest all of the money that they make off their job into the company that they work for, which makes you a selfish person, which isn't necessarily even a bad thing. That's why I changed from asshole to person, all right? Make sure you are outsourcing that process, all right? If you, By the way, before I even go any further, at this point, if you have not downloaded my free guide, the free guide that I put out titled a, guide, titled a Guide on How to Create Loyal Employees So You Do Not Lose the Great People That Keep Your Customers Coming Back, if you have not downloaded your free ebook, your free copy of that, make sure you do so immediately. Because it's not just, I know when I when I talk about it, I talk about the hiring seminars and the things that I'm doing now, I know I specifically talk to business owners, but truth and be told, to be 100%, and this is for you as a listener, if you're, as a regular listener, to be 100% honest with you, that guide is for employees and owners, because that that is specifically who you, like when, a, when an employee reads it, they know specifically who the right owner is for them. So it honestly is for everybody. But I, as I talk about it, I speak about it from the perspective of the owners because it's, it's necessary that they get this information first because it comes down from the top down and things like that. You, and I say this very vividly. In fact, I have a section in that ebook that says 
you have got to outsource this process. If you don't outsource this process, you will, and I want to make sure I'm 100% clear what I'm saying when I say this, you will lose your business. Your business will crumble day in and day out. Your competitors will absolutely eat you alive, chew you up, spit you out, and then piss on you. Your piss on you as if they don't care about you. That's what a competitor will do if you are not figuring out ways to outsource the hiring process. Because as I mentioned, people take a job, they go to work so they can get money for that job, all right? And very rarely, if ever, if, if you can think of a time in which every single person has taken that money and has just given their entire check back to the company and reinvested into the company so the company could do more business, you please hit me up and let me know who that person is, all right? Because it doesn't happen very often, if ever. People will take the money and they'll go spend it on their bills, on their car notes, on their clothes, on their families, on insurance and all the other things that come up on their groceries, their food, whatever it is, they take the money that you pay them and they selfishly spend it for themselves, okay? I get I'm calling them selfish. And again, I'm not saying that being selfish is a bad thing. We just have to understand the realities of the situation. Here, I'll give you a few examples because this is a topic that I'm more, in fact, I've gotten so, I've gotten so dedicated and focused on this topic that the only people that you once, I believe it's David Brunson is going to be the last person that you hear on this very, on this very podcast. The only people that are going to be on this podcast after David Brunson's episode are people who have attended my ROI hiring seminars. All right. That's it. Those are going to be the only people I'm keeping it strictly for the people that have been to one of my seminars. So they understand exactly what, what I'm trying to do into this world. All right. It's very important, very, very important. And it, it's become my day to day of my business. As you, as a regular listener, you know, I go a lot of different directions. I do a lot of different things. But when it comes to the day to day process of my business, I want to change one mind. I want to change one person, even if I got to do it one person at a time, I want to change their mind in terms of how they hire people, how they go about hiring employees, how they go about building their teams, because I've seen it absolutely ruin people. I don't even have the time. This is going to be probably most, most likely this episode is going to be probably a two or three part episode in terms of how, how I've seen employees and not only just employees, but owners who have gotten into this comfort zone, owners who have decided to, to try to create some sort of in-house hiring process, how that has ultimately led them to losing their business. I mean, I see it over and over and over again, and it costs you so much money every single time you have to let someone go. Think about the training. Think about the uniforms. Think about the taxes that you have to pay. Think about the budget that you got to put away to hire somebody and then hire somebody else and all this other shit. I mean, it is an absolute headache that if you were to spend the money up front and say, look, this is a proven system towards hiring employees. If I do this, I won't have to worry about losing employees at the rate that I'm losing employees. If you put that money up and up front, then you don't have to worry about losing the employees on the back end and end up spending more money because you got to keep replacing people every three to four months. It's an absolutely like a dreadful problem that most business, again, most business owners do not go into it with that mindset and understanding the importance of it. 
again, I've made the same mistake. In fact, when I was when I was attempting to start the minor league football team, the, as a regular listener, you've heard me talk about the Ocean City Sharks and how I went bankrupt. I lost everything. I lost my car, my phone, and was sleeping. I was sleeping on the beach. I mean, I was homeless in Ocean City trying to start up this team. A large part of the reason I was homeless, not it was, I mean, well, the largest part of the reason was myself, and I was blinded by my own ambition, which I've taken ownership for and I've taken 100% accountability for. But a, another big part of the reason was because I started going about hiring employees and I had this one employee or now I wouldn't even call him employee. One person who was very interested in helping out with the idea who just up and left, up and left. And he was kind of the person representing the idea to other people. And he absolutely ruined it because he didn't believe that it would work. And instead of, and he was telling people that, and I had, I empowered him too soon. And ultimately it ended up ruining the idea and ruining everything that I could have done. All right. So again, that was a small example, but I've seen it on a much larger, larger scale. This was a startup idea. I've seen it to where, you know, comp like businesses has had to be closed down, like shut down, all because you are simply parading your friends. You're simply giving your, your friends a job. You're not, you're, you're, you're hiring people that make sense on paper. You're saying to yourself, okay, this makes sense on paper. I'm just going to hire this person. And ultimately it's just going to work out because I think it's going to work out. It, and I actually speak about this in my book, Swiftly. There was a time I was speaking. I'll, I'll touch on my time at Nine Round a little more in a second. But there was a time I was speaking to the owner of Nine Round. His name is Ira. And I was asking him about how you go about hiring trainers and what's the difficult part about hiring trainers. And he, his specific words were trial and error. It's an absolutely, it's, it's an absolutely dreadful problem. It gives you the most headaches. And it is the death of business putting higher and trying to hire people without having some kind of help, some kind of outside consultant, some kind of agency, do the hiring, create a process for you that keeps you from getting too close to employees and making sure your employees know it's a fucking job and you got to show up to do your fucking job or leave. That has to be that, that essentially when it comes to who you're hiring and who you're outsourcing this process to, that's who they got to, that's what they got to convey. That's the message that they got to convey. You can be friends with people all day. Long. I have a problem with being friends. I don't have a problem with, you know, a brother hiring a brother or a former teammate hiring a former teammate, someone that you've known for years, but make sure that person knows that there's some kind of a bridge, some kind of a system in place that makes it so that person knows, knows you need to show up and do your fucking job. I don't care how well we know each other. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll give you an example. And this is, this is, this is why, this is where it becomes such a huge problem. There had a time in which I was working for a gym named Fitness for Less, two black owners. And I spoke about them on a previous several podcasts before. They were absolutely terrible, terrible, beyond terrible when it comes to the hiring of employees. Just dreadful, absolutely dreadful. All right. I chose to work there because of Gym 44 and because I, I just kind of, needed a job at the time and they made it kind of easy and I thought that I would be able to get them to advertise on Gym 44 and you know I wanted to work directly with owners I had been dealing with I was working with LA Fitness prior and I, I didn't want to deal with corporate shit I wanted to deal with an owner because I had my own businesses I had my own ideas and things like that I, I thought what would the thought process going into that job going into that venture was that I was going to learn a lot from DJ and Marie, which were the, that, that was the married couple that owned the gyms. All right. So since I've worked there, since I left there, they, at the time they had four gyms when I worked there. Now there's down to two gyms. It's been 
I most likely those two gems on my, won't last very long. They most likely because I know them personally, and I know that the business does not run without them two as owners. You know, they they transit. In fact, there were times in which DJ would tell me that he has like a two, three, four stacks of W-2s because these are the amount of people that he's hired and had to let go or quit or didn't show up to work. I mean, just all sorts of headaches in terms of the problems that he dealt with when it comes to hiring, right? So I'll give you a quick, I, I can give plenty of examples when it comes to this, when it comes to those two, but I'll give you one, all right? I can't remember when I first started working there, there was a employee there I did, whose name completely slipped out of my mind, all right? Now, as I, as I, my first week there or something like that, they were telling me his name and they told me that he left Fitness for Less to go to LA Fitness. All right. He left Fitness for Less to go to LA Fitness. However, he didn't tell, he didn't tell DJ that that's why he was leaving. He just told DJ that I'm giving you my two weeks and I'm leaving. And, you know, he went to LA Fitness because it's more money, more of a structure. You know, you can make more, it's corporate, things like that. You know, they could obviously, LA Fitness as a company with hundreds and hundreds of locations can pay him more than Fitness for Less that only has four locations. And pretty much they were holding on to the two locations and they really were down to basically two locations, right? So that I, I understand why he left, right? Now, the thing is, the thing is, here's the thing that I want to I make very clear to you, especially if you're a business owner that is listening to this, even and if you're an employee that's listening to this, this is why it was such a bad move. Number one, you made a move for the, the, I, the possibility of making more money. There, as a seller, there's no guarantee. It's not a guarantee check that you'll make more. You still have to go out and sell. And whether you're selling for LA Fitness or you're selling for Fitness for Less, you're pretty much doing the same thing. Okay. So first and foremost, you just need to be 100% straight up about it and say, look, DJ, I feel like my opportunity to grow my career is better off at LA Fitness. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to pursue that, shake his hand and move on. And then you get the respect for yourself because you know you have the integrity. When you're going into these, and the thing is I'm saying that because he's going to be in the sales business when you're selling LA Fitness, you have to believe in what you sell. You have to make sure every, every person you're talking to, when it comes time for them to sign on the dotted line, you have to genuinely believe that it's going to help them. And it can't just be about oh, you're making more of a commission now, so I'm going to pretend now that I care more about LA Fitness than I do for Fitness for Less. So that, that's a subject for a different, a different day. The point I'm making here is he left because of the idea of more money, which is never, it's never, never the right reason to leave, all right? Never the right reason to leave for the idea of most money. What you should have been doing, if you're really tough, you would say, you know what, I'm going to start up my own thing. And I could believe in it. But here, here's another point I want to make. When it comes to the business owners, he didn't tell the business owner that that's what he was doing. So essentially what he can do is he can take the members from Fitness for Less that he signed up and bring them over to LA Fitness because his mindset, you understand where this guy's mindset is? His mindset is how do I make more money? So now instead of you going out and getting new leads, I'm just take the leads that were in Fitness for Less which is uh, probably one, and again, I can't confirm this, but I could use my common sense to say that's why he didn't tell DJ that's where he was going because he didn't have the courage or the balls to say, look, I'm going to be taking your members with me because he's thinking about the money. So overall, when it comes to loyalty and all that shit, even though, again, DJ and Marie, they're, they're husband and wife, and they do a lot of things, they're, they're always around, 
all of that shit, you lost the loyal employee that you thought you had is gone. Now, here's just to sort of wrap up the story. Here's what happened. I remember speaking to DJ not maybe a couple, not long after it happened. And he DJ says his name. He says, oh, yeah, have you met so-and-so yet? I, I want, for the sake of this, we'll just call him Austin. I, actually, I think that was his name, was Austin. He goes, have you met Austin yet? Okay, Austin is not allowed in the gym for at least 90 days. All right, I found out that he left for LA Fitness. He gave me some bullshit reasons. You know, and now it becomes a back and forth thing to where now you're not letting people in the gym when your whole business, your whole business model is contingent on people actually showing up. Now there's certain people that aren't allowed in the gym and now your whole model is all really fucked up and it all came from you hiring the wrong person. And again, had a system been in place to where that person was coming to work and saying, I have a deeper purpose, I have things I want to do. And that person is knowing his bigger picture, his bigger goal in mind. Even if he wanted to leave for LA Fitness, he would have been 100, 100% straight up about it, shook the man's hand, he would have respected the owner, he would have moved on, and then DJ would have done what he had to do. Who knows? He, would have, he could have easily been a member of Fitness for Less, but just work at LA Fitness. Whatever it is, however it is he wanted to do it, it would have just been a level of communication that wasn't being had, a level of communication that wasn't being had. And so many business owners make that mistake. I'll even go further. In a recent, not, not too long ago, a recent experience I had with Nine Round when I was a trainer at Nine Round. And I, I'm biggest. the reason I, I'm so knowledgeable about this topic is because I'm heavily involved in the sports, the fitness, and the educator world. That Those are the worlds that I've really gotten close to. And they're very transient industries, industries in which you get hired really fast and you can get fired really fast because there's so many different avenues a person can take to make money. There's so many money-making strategies that it's very difficult for people to figure out how it is they fit into this game and how they're going to excel and how they're going to scale and things like that. So that's what makes me very knowledgeable about outsourcing a hiring system and creating the hiring system that I've, I've created myself, all right? So when I was at Nine Round, there was another, there was two trainers, all right? There, there was a period in which it was myself, it was Alan, who we called Kick-Ass, and it was Pablo, who was the, the boxing, basically the guy that knew boxing. Bottom line is, whether it's myself, Alan, or Pablo, all three of us were trainers that were good enough to be hired outside of Nine Round, meaning we were good enough for people to pay us money to come to the house and train. That's how good we were. And Ira had what seemed to be, what seemed to be a perfect situation as an owner, all right? That's what he had at one point because it was the three of us that were good enough, again, good enough to be hired outside of nine round, hired outside of nine round to train, all right, to be, a, be, be someone's personal trainer. So there had a situation in which Alan and Pablo didn't get along. They just didn't like each other. You know, again, it, at the beginning of basically the way it worked, the way it all, and I, I was the one that kind of got to see the whole thing from start to finish, all right? And they were both, in my opinion, they were both completely wrong with how they handled the situation. And they were wrong with how they handled the situation because, number one, there was no structure. You know, the owner, Ira, did absolutely nothing to make it so these two can have a professional relationship. And the reason, the reason is because he tries to hire everyone in-house as opposed to creating a fucking system, a system to where someone else comes in or you have them go through a certain 
protocol to say, if you want to work for this gym, you have to do this. If you want to work over a period of time, you have to do this thing. He just kind of did what nine round told him to do as a franchisor. And uh, what he just kind of tried to do everything himself, which is why the situation blew up the way it blew up. All right. So let me just kind of explain the situation for you guys a little bit. So uh, Alan, Alan was the, you know, as a, trainer his forte was like the boot camp style training where you take med balls you throw them around you run with med balls or you do a lot of lunges and things like that which is what some people liked he was more like the crossfit type of a trainer and like i mentioned pablo was the boxing trainer he was the guy that people come to a nine run and you want when you want to learn how to box so they were able to balance each other out in that regard now there were some members who didn't like Allen's abrasiveness. They didn't like his aggression. And that's 100% fine, totally fine. Here's where the issue became. Here's where it became an issue. When Pablo would speak to the members about them not liking Allen and not speak to Allen about it, all right? So Pablo would have conversations. He would do all this bullshit gossiping, as he always did. He would gossip about Allen, and that would, that would create, like, that would create, tension between not only him and Alan, but it would create tension between the member and Alan. Instead of just saying to Alan, look, so-and-so doesn't like the way you did this. Do you mind just not doing that? As opposed to just going to Alan directly and saying it to him, he would go behind his back and talk shit about Alan in so many words. That's what he would do. All right. So there had a time, there had a time in which all four of us had a meeting. It was myself. It was Pablo, it was Alan, and it was Ira, who's the owner, all right? And as this was the first time it was being brought to his attention, we put, I mean, again, I dealt with the complaints when it comes to Alan as well, and I just put him on front street. I told him this is specifically what's being said about you, this, that, and the third, and we were all having kind of a powwow moment, all kind of having a powwow moment where Alan was getting his side of the story out, I'm getting my, I'm just getting what's coming back to me, you know, things like that, and before the conversation ended, Pablo gets up and fucking leaves. He just leaves. Leaves. He comes back the next morning and just starts talking all sorts of shit about, well, this is what he does, this way, this, this, that. And it was clear after that first initial conversation, me and Alan were good. We were good. We didn't have any issues. We didn't really have any issues before. But other than me maybe having a conversation about him with other members, which I brought to his attention. Okay, but after we had that conversation, again, I don't necessarily like the motherfucker, but we were we were good enough to work with for maybe four hours a day, right? Alan and uh, Pablo were not. They were not good. They were. They got even more. They became even more contentious. He would go to members and continue and continue and continue to talk shit. And the sad part about it is Ira, as an owner, would hear and listen to this gossip and do not a motherfucking thing about it nothing about it because i guess in his head he's the owner and at the end of the day he can always just be in the gym by himself and train by i guess he doesn't need employees whatever his reasoning was i stopped trying to figure out figure that out a long time ago it's not my business that's the way he wants to run his business that's the way he wants to run his business but it did create an obligation in my mind to teach owners listen as an owner who you hire can be the death of your business because that's exactly what happened so they had a afternoon in which you can feel the tension between Alan and Pablo. You can feel it. Like, Alan wasn't talking. Pablo wasn't talking to anyone. No, we didn't. The gym wasn't really that busy. And you could just feel they weren't speaking to each other, weren't speaking to each other. It was clear that they were upset and there were things that were said that 
they were things that were said or that wanted to be said that they just didn't they didn't they couldn't blow up in the middle of work, right? So here's what Pablo did. Pablo just leaves. He goes, Pyra, I'm taking off. I'm leaving. And and not once after that moment had did he ever come to work, whether it was coming to work out or coming to work, not once did he show up in that gym if if he knew Alan was gonna be there. I mean, it got so it got so bad. I mean, I lost so much fucking respect for him because it got so bad where he would reorganize. So the way it used to work is I would work the morning shift and then I'd come back in the afternoon and work the afternoon shift. And that's usually when Pablo would come in and do his workout. And I remember there was an afternoon in which Alan was going to be there. And instead of Pablo working out in the afternoon, he decides to come back late in the morning. So we wouldn't have to work out when Alan is there and all like, I mean, that's such pussy shit, but anyway, anyway let, let me not even say that. That, that, that's a, a, a bitch move, all right? I'll say it's a, it's a bitch move, okay? When all it takes is you having a conversation with the guy. And again, do I blame Alan and Pablo for, for being such little bitches about that and being like little girls? Yes, to a degree. But I more so blame the owner and the structure of the company and not making it so you've outsourced the hiring process to where people are growing as a team. Listen, you're not going to like every single person you work with. It's not going to happen. I get it. You don't like it. I don't fucking like Alan. I couldn't. I couldn't stand Pablo. I couldn't stand. Alan. You. You. You couldn't. You're not gonna like every single you. Every single person you work with, but you do have a job to do. And if you're available to do that job, you shouldn't not do the job because someone else is gonna be there. Just suck it up. Hey, don't like I deal with you for four hours, and we keep it moving. Now, if there was a hiring system that was working and a hiring system that required you to to be a professional and then develop professionally. And personally, it would have never gotten to the point where Alan gave us two weeks and left. And then a year later, once COVID happened, this is how Pablo left. Because Pablo didn't give anyone a two weeks. He just left. Just left. Just left. There. Just left them high and dry. No notice. Nothing. Nothing. In fact, I, I, if, I had to, if I had to go back to it, I guess I would have to say I at least respect Alan more because he gave Ira his two-week notice and he moved on. Pablo just fucking left. Just left and didn't let anyone know. And he was doing a lot like my man was doing at Fitness for Less. He was going behind people's back and taking clients and training people outside the gym as opposed to just leaving. And again, you look at it on paper and you say, man, Pablo, someone that knows boxing meds, didn't. I mean, I remember I used to talk about Pablo, like, you know, I didn't have to teach him anything. He was perfect. I didn't have to teach him how to hold mids, nothing. It was like the perfect hire. And look at how the perfect hire. Damn, I mean, to be all to be 100% honest with you, and I keep it 100% organic on the show, it was, it, he, if it had not been for Ira being helped out, his gym would have closed because of COVID. I won't tell you who was helping him out, but somebody on the back end was helping him out, his gym would have closed. Just like DJ and Marie's gym closed. And it was all because people, you know, hiring the wrong person and not having a system in place to do it. I don't want that to be you. As a business owner listening in, I don't want that to be you. This is why I go so hard and I grind so much to make it so you don't have to suffer through that. You don't have to. Make the investment early on when you start a business to invest in a hiring system. In fact, I'll close you out with this example. And this is a recent example. There was a teacher, her, I believe her name was Carmen, that I, I, I'm working for, for these guys who don't know. I'm a teacher at a learning center right now at a, in West Palm Beach, in Royal Palm Beach, Florida. And there was a teacher whose resume was perfect. And this is, again, 
an industry in which teachers are leaving at the drop of the bat. Like I, there was one teacher that left during her break. Like it, it's, it's madness. It's like the wild, wild west. People are coming in and coming out. There's just a lot of it. All right. There was a teacher who was perfect on paper. Perfect. Perfect on paper. Yet she never showed up on time. No, I mean, and obviously because she was perfect on paper, it was never a real interview process. It was just more or less like, okay, you're hired and never showed up on time, never act, never actually showed up on time, was always sick, was always calling out all sorts of things to the point where you know, Miss Christie just had to let her go. And I remember actually her saying that in the meeting, you saw how perfect on paper she was, yet she didn't last very long. It might've been two weeks she was with the company and they just had to let her go. All because of lack of loyalty and lack of a solid system. Okay, listen, this is going to be one of many, many, this is the, the lifeblood, the lifeline to my business. This is becoming the lifeline to my business because I can speak on it over and over and over again and give example after example after example over and over again. This is one of many, trust me, all right? And I, like I told you in the last episode, a closed mouth don't get fed. If you're offended by any fucking thing I got to say, it costs you nothing, just like Jay-Z said, costs you nothing, pay me no mind, turn me off, lock me, do whatever the fuck it is you're going to do because I know that's all you're going to do anyway because you know I'm telling the truth. But if you are trying to take your business to the next level, if you are trying to go to the next level and make something happen, and you are trying to leave your mark, leave your mark on this world, leave your mark on a world in which you won't have, that doesn't belong to you, that you have to leave something, leave your legacy. If you're trying to grow, then it, then you're going to keep listening to what I got to say. You're going to sign up to an ROI hiring seminar, and you're going to make sure you die. You're doing everything in your power to dive deeper and deeper into my world. Because this is something that I'm very, very passionate about, as you can tell. I can go on and on and on and on about this very subject. I didn't even, some of the things I told you guys today, I didn't even plan on actually saying these things. But you get me on this topic, and I'm going to go because I don't want it to happen to you. I don't. It ruins everything. It ruins absolutely everything. It's ruined everything when it comes to my family, family, personal life. So many things I could have gotten done if I had the mindset, if I understood, if I understood growing up that creating some sort of a hiring system or, or working with agencies, outsourcing this hiring system, so many things would get done. It, it would be unbelievable if I was to run everything down, but I don't have time to run everything down to you, but I will make this one, a one part, series, two part, three part. I'll make sure I continue and continue to give you these lessons because they're very, very important. All right. Fellow teammates continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Non-stop turn on Chris. Out of his mercy. What's the turn of a guard? Emoji Mandala. Me all a walk like a champion. Talk like a champion. What a piece of money can tell me where you get it from. Knock on your entrance. Ram, papa, pam, pam. Can't let me in me everything where you are weapon. Walk like a champion. Talk like a champion. What a piece of money can How will you get it from? Knock on your entrance. Ram, papa, pam, pam. Can't let me in. Why? Would you be would be more than dead to take and lead to the promised land? Me twenty foot diving. All you got to do is be true. So let's go. Satisfy your emotion At a for the press Instantly she was She no old and tough And she no got down or us Things smooth and precious Like she never get a cut Pants on the expand I've got to all and pull up Giddy up me and forget you is a mouse Think I walk like a champion Talk like a champion What a piece of body can Tell me where you get it from Knock on your entrance Ram, pa, pa, pam, pam Can't let me in me everything 
no matter what I can say Put on your clothes like a display Man I swear on a steer about night and day Would you be my only and the woman lay lay We can go just smile on her face and say She want a man for do the work not one for play I'm a rat and man she say she want one for stay I'm would you want to walk like a champion Talk like a champion What a piece of body girl tell me where you get it from Talk by your entrance from papa Put on your clothes, it's like a display, man, I swear. 